welcome to the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast, featuring the perspectives and unique insights of the Commonwealth's most dynamic executives, entrepreneurs, and leaders. My name is Rick Moran. I'm the Director of Marketing for the PA Chamber. My name is Adam Frusha. I am the Central Region Member Executive for the Pennsylvania Chamber. Our guest today is Aaron Harrell, Director of Oncology Sales for Kroger Specialty Pharmacy. We had a great conversation with Aaron. Um, she deals with something that's pretty complex. Uh, you know, like, you know, people like me want to know what is a specialty pharmacy? Uh, why is it important? And she's incredibly knowledgeable and, uh, she provides great insight into, you know, kind of the behind the scenes world of what can be kind of scary if you get, uh, you know, a serious diagnosis. I agree, Rick. Uh, Aaron has extensive experience and knowledge working in a specialty market that the general public may not necessarily be familiar with. And I think our listeners will find the discussion to be very informative. Yeah. And we also have time to go into, um, you know, what it took to take her team remote and, uh, you know, dealing with COVID and how that changed things. And, and what I think the listeners are going to really appreciate is how specialty pharmacy was almost perfectly suited to, you know, deal with the pandemic and become uh, a distribution center. And, uh, you know, they they really have been quite an asset during these trying times. All right, before we get to that conversation, we would like to thank the Sordoni Foundation, today's sponsor. This private foundation is based in northeastern Pennsylvania, has long advocated a positive agenda for meaningful jobs in the Commonwealth, and has been an avid proponent of our workforce initiative with the PA Chamber Foundation and the MicroWork Scholarship Program. So once again, we'd like to thank the Sardoni Foundation for sponsoring today's podcast. So with no further ado, here's our conversation today with Aaron Harrell. Aaron, welcome to the All Business Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Kroger and your role within the organization? Certainly. So I think just about everybody knows that Kroger is a grocery store. In fact, they're the largest grocery retailer in the nation. What many folks don't know is that a department or a division of Kroger corporate is a company called Kroger Health. Kroger Health is uh, one of America's leading retail healthcare organizations. They have over 2,200 pharmacies, 220 clinics. They service... 14 million patients a year across 35 states. Kroger Health is actually a very well-rounded and multifaceted healthcare company because of the different divisions within it. So there's Kroger Prescription Plan, which is a prescription benefit management company. That's an insurance company. There's Kroger Specialty Infusion. That is, as its name, name suggests, a specialty pharmacy specifically dealing with infused immunoglobulins. There's retail pharmacies within every Kroger grocery store. There's something called the Little Clinic, which is an acute care uh, medical clinic that is tucked within or around many of our grocery stores. And then there's Kroger Specialty Pharmacy. That's where I come in. Kroger Specialty Pharmacy is a nationwide SP that's set up to service the needs of patients dealing specifically with specialty medications. My role within this organization is the director of sales in the eastern half of the United States. I manage a sales team of 12 representatives that cover just about everything east of the Mississippi. And their job day in and day out is to call on specialty physicians, primarily oncologists, 
and give the information about Kroger Specialty Pharmacy's services so that we can help facilitate uh, some of these more complicated medications in getting them to patients. Um, typically, the team spends almost every day on the road going in and out of these physician offices and selling these services so that we can help get the medications in the hands of the patients who need them. I will say COVID has changed a lot about how I'm going to answer this question because one of my main focuses now is to represent a product called COVID Care Plus. This is the first PCR test in the United States that gained EUA approval for in-home use. And it's the first of many contributions that Kroger Health is making to the fight against COVID. Uh, we're really proud of the work we've been able to do, both as part of the uh, Warp Speed group, as well as now participating in the vaccine rollout. So can you talk a little bit more about that? You mentioned, so you're part of the Warp Speed rollout, how, how a specialty pharmacy is equipped to, to handle some of these challenges we've had? Certainly. So, of course, Kroger Health is not just a specialty pharmacy. Um, we've been well-equipped uh, as a nationwide healthcare organization to participate in something like this. If you want to focus just on vaccines, Kroger has uh, pharmacies in many of the 50 United States that has the capability to distribute uh, in some cases, the Pfizer, and in some cases, the Moderna vaccine. Uh, we also, of course, have the staff and personnel. I mentioned Kroger Health's statistics before, but one of the things I didn't say is that we have 22,000 healthcare practitioners employed within Kroger Health. That gives us an army of people who can help distribute the vaccine. We've been working with the government um, since the beginning of of the COVID crisis in trying to assist and use our infrastructure to, to help in whatever capacity we possibly can. Um, if you wanna talk a little bit more about how we're participating in testing, the COVID Care Plus product that I mentioned is really, um, like I said, it was the first that got an EUA approval for in-home use. So that was kind of a groundbreaking um, part of testing in this country. The um, test product that we use is really an industry leader and Kroger Health contracts with different employers throughout the United States. It's as simple as uh, signing some paperwork. And then once we are contracted with an employer, they can give what's called a voucher code to any of their employees who then become Kroger patients. Once they're a patient with us, all they have to do is go to a virtual waiting room. They're linked up with uh, a medical provider that does a telehealth visit, walks them through a mid-turbinate nasal swab, which is very easily done on yourself or on someone else. Uh, then the testing kit is shipped overnight to our laboratory partner, Gravity Diagnostics. And within a couple of days, without leaving their home, patients have access to the industry-leading PCR test results. Wow. That's, I, so is that that's fairly new? Uh, our EUA approval came, I believe, in July of 2020. So relatively new, but, you know, things moving so fast, it feels like ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No, 
I, I like the idea of not having to leave my house to do something like that, That's right. um, which unfortunately has just become necessary for all of us, whether you're sick or healthy. There seems to always be a reason, you know, you need you need that test something somewhere you're going or or whatever. So that that's great. I think that's that's amazing. I want to go back, circle back to, again, the idea of like a specialty pharmacy, like how, for, for people that don't know, like what how does that differ from, you know, the pharmacy just walking up to the pharmacy in one of your stores? Sure. Uh, most people don't know what a specialty pharmacy is, and that's really a good thing. Uh, as its name suggests, we work just like a regular retail pharmacy. However, SP, specialty pharmacy, typically concentrates on medications that are uh, clinically complicated or administratively uh, kind of a heavy lift, if you will. Typically, these medications tend to be more expensive, and they tend to be for something other than your run-of-the-mill chronic diseases. So typically we work with oncology medications, cystic fibrosis medications, uh, medications in the autoimmune space, whether it be dermatology or rheumatology, um, cardiology. We also do a lot of organ transplant, a lot of um, HIV, hepatitis C, uh, really more of the heavy hitters, if you will, in terms of diagnosis. One of the hallmarks of the specialty pharmacy industry are the services that we provide. And that's really what differs us from a retail pharmacy. Typically, if you go to a retail pharmacy, they have a prescription. They run a claim using your benefits information. It's approved or it's not. And you can pick up the medication at your convenience. With a specialty pharmacy, there's a lot more steps in between when they receive a prescription and when it gets into the hands of a patient. So as I said, the hallmark of specialty pharmacy are the services. This includes everything from just uh, intake, which sometimes is difficult setting up a profile for a patient with a medication that costs thousands of dollars a month. We also do prior authorizations, which is basically an approval process with insurance companies. Kroger Specialty Pharmacy also will do appeals for our patients, meaning if a prior auth is approved, we kind of take another shot at it and usually have to involve the physician's office to get that done. We'll also participate in clinical counseling for our patients. One of our great services is payment assistance programs where the Kroger Specialty Pharmacy employee basically walks through application processes to help a patient who has high out-of-pocket costs get assistance in order to reduce that obstacle between uh, the, them and receiving the medication that they need. Well, that's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about the hoops sometimes, you know, I have to jump through just to get some sort of like a basic medication for these are, these are medications for folks who might have, you know, a very serious diagnosis. And it sounds like you guys are doing a lot of work on the back end to make life a lot easier for someone who, who obviously is dealing doesn't need to be dealing with paperwork and dealing with appeals. So you guys are doing a lot of that heavy lifting for them. That's right. Kroger Specialty Pharmacy prides ourselves in being able to do the majority of the work to reduce the burden for the physicians and their staff so that they can get back to taking care of their patients and doing all of this to help, as I said, reduce those obstacles between patients and proper medication. Quite honestly, most of the patients who come to a specialty pharmacy are newly diagnosed or perhaps just have had disease progression, particularly in the oncology space. A lot of times 
they've gotten not so great news at a physician's office and then are told there's a new medication that they've never heard about that costs a lot of money. And that's what they need to properly treat their disease or their diagnosis. When that happens, of course, it's a stressful time. And pharmacies like KSP can kind of swoop in and help to alleviate a lot of that stress, alleviate a lot of that worry by advocating on behalf of the patient. Um, I will say one thing that makes specialty pharmacy um, really unique right now during times of COVID, the infrastructure of most SPs has always been designed to treat patients from a distance. Um, Typically, you don't have specialty pharmacies in every state, and most of our medications are shipped overnight to our patients. Therefore, when the pandemic hit, we were one of the very few industries that was able to continue business as usual in order to service our patients. We've had a lot of adjustment on the back end, but the forward-facing representation of our company to our patients really hasn't changed. And um, most of them don't understand all of the changes we've had to go through in order to combat the COVID-19 crisis. I don't think you can find any other segment of any industry, even within healthcare, that can say they really have not been um, overly impacted or had to reduce the amount of patients that they serve. Specialty pharmacy has been set up really from the beginning to beautifully handle something like the COVID-19 crisis. Erin, can you speak a little bit? I know you just talked about how uh, Kroger Health was uniquely situated uh, for telework. Moving moving forward, how do you see telehealth and impacting just the whole industry and how Kroger is able to, to lead the way with that? Telehealth has been in existence prior to the COVID-19 crisis. It represented a small number of the annual physician visits that occurred in the United States. With cleaning protocols and distancing protocols, many physician offices have had to really reduce the number of patients who come to their office every day. And so one of the only ways to see patients was to begin using more telehealth. And so that is occurring more now today than ever before. There are some industry projections that show it increased literally hundreds of times uh, the number of of telehealth visits that occur every day. Uh, One of the benefits of this, of course, is still getting physicians and patients together. However, Uh, One of the other benefits is is cost containment. It is much less expensive to the overall healthcare system to have a physician sit in front of a a laptop or an iPad and visit with the patient that way. So there's been a huge um, reduction in those costs. Because of that, I think televisits, telehealth is going to stay a very key part of the uh, healthcare landscape moving forward. In regards specifically to Kroger Health, we've been able to capitalize that, uh, capitalize on this, as I said, through um, or with the COVID Care Plus testing protocol. Uh, outside of, of COVID, the sales team that I manage is using 
basically virtual visits for the majority of our appointments right now. That's been a huge change for us. Technology, of course, is expensive, and it's really nice for a company like Kroger to have the ability to invest in technology so that we can continue business as usual, as I said. One of the things I love the most about Kroger Specialty Pharmacy is that we're the largest independent specialty pharmacy in the nation. That gives us uh, the ability, the scope to adjust to changing times, particularly with something as expensive as technology. When you say independent, what does that mean? Sure. So for the purpose of my answer, the independence of Kroger Specialty Pharmacy means we are not owned by a large healthcare system or large health insurance. And typically, with many of the large, what we call big box specialty pharmacies, they do have financial affiliation with a large insurance company. That insurance company writes benefits for all of the member lives they cover. And typically written into those benefits is a mandate that the patients who carry their insurance cards have to also use the pharmacy they are connected to. That ensures that they get a certain amount of business every year. With KSP being independent, we don't have that. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. KSP provides really industry-leading services because we want our patients to continue to come back to us. We're not guaranteed to get any patient from one month to the next. We have to do a good job. So our physician partners and our patients, they use us because they want to, not because they have to. We believe that increases the quality of our services. Absolutely. Um, I'm just thinking, so from the, because a lot, a lot of these, you said, like your team, you're reaching out to physicians' offices, the, the patients, the people that are going to the doctor's offices, are there, is there anything they can do to make sure they're affiliated with an independent pharmacy? Or is it just something that the industry as a whole, you just need to generate more awareness about? Or what, what, what's the best step to get the word out there about, about using an independent pharmacy such as, such as Kroger? Sure. So believe it or not, that's a kind of a loaded question. Um, I'll break it down as much as I can. I thought it might be, so I'm setting you up. (laughs) Yeah. So, so to start with, um, the patient's insurance card is going to dictate what pharmacies they can and can't go to. There's not much that the average patient can do to change that. Although I will say, I think patient education is really key to successful treatment for many disease states. I think it's super important for patients to understand how their benefits work and what impact even small changes can have on the care that they get and the price that they pay for it. Uh, I would say on average, most patients cannot necessarily choose a pharmacy, uh, a specialty pharmacy, in the same way that they can choose a retail pharmacy. However, patient choice does come into play. If a patient's insurance allows for multiple pharmacies to participate in their specialty pharmacy network, that patient is the one who ultimately has the last say. Many patients don't necessarily know that. Now, it's a good idea 
uh, for the physician and a specialty pharmacy that are covering a patient to have a working relationship. And that's where my sales team comes into play. However, typically, patients just trust their physician and will allow that physician to make the choice of the SP. And usually that works out. Um, Sometimes there's service issues that happens across the board, but I would say the best thing a patient can do in order to ensure the best care that they can get is to educate themselves on their specific benefits and how it works. However, I do feel like I have to say uh, independent specialty pharmacy is facing some threats in the overall uh, healthcare landscape. There is one group called NASP, the National Association of Specialty Pharmacies, that is increasingly fighting against some of the uh, some of the problems that specialty pharmacy and particularly independent specialty pharmacies are facing. And so there are threats to this industry that are coming um, on a annual basis that we need to push back against. However, there's nothing that the average patient can do to help us with that. That's something that, uh, like I said, the NASP group and many specialty pharmacies, we're fighting against that together. Well, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I think I just know as a, as a patient for anything or, or a consumer, when you're independent, I'm like, that's a good thing. So I'm, thanks for explaining some of that. In the beginning, we talked about uh, specialty pharmacy, how they're working with more expensive medication. Can you talk a little bit about how patients are impacted and what can be done there? Certainly. So we all know that healthcare is becoming more expensive. And one of the things that is driving up healthcare costs is uh, expensive medications. Now, There's no bad guy in that equation because there are so many benefits to the new medications being brought to market, particularly in the specialty pharmacy space. We're curing diseases and treating diseases that we've never been able to address properly in the past. Um, I will say that specialty pharmacy medications overall do tend to be more expensive than a retail specialty pharmacy. Um, Part of this is because of the technology that goes into developing these drugs and the number of them coming out of the pipeline is is very exciting. Complicated disease states require complicated medications and complicated medications are expensive to to make. Um, When it comes to the effect this has on a patient, a lot of that goes to benefit design. There are many different types of insurance that patients can carry Um, in our country, whether it's a commercial insurance, Medicare, or Medicaid, um, they can be very different. However, regardless of what prescription or what insurance a patient carries, it's really broken down into two different segments. One would be medical coverage and the other being prescription coverage. Now, as their name suggests, medical coverage really is what would cover in ER visits, what would cover hospitalizations or physician visits and in-office procedures. Prescription benefits really just cover medications that patients take at home. This can be, uh, you know, a retail um, an, a retail SSRI. It could be something that's going to address high cholesterol, or it can cover as well these specialty medications. Typically, the way that benefit design works Claims paid under prescription coverage come with more cost sharing for patients. 
This means that for every $1 spent on the prescription benefit, a higher percentage of that is paid for by the patient than it would be on the medical coverage. This leads to an increase in out-of-pocket costs. Uh, you know, a percentage of a large drug is still really, or I'm sorry, a percentage of a large number is still really a high number. In specialty, some of these medications are well into the thousands of dollars. And so this out-of-pocket cost for the patient is a result of a per higher percentage of a higher cost. Couple this with the fact that um, we are in a an economic crisis in our country, and it leads to a lot of patients potentially not getting the medication that they need. Unfortunately, it's a really large barrier, and it's one of the most frequent reasons out-of-pocket costs is one of the most frequent reasons why patients don't start a therapy or why they end it early. And this is why one of the services that's offered by Kroger Specialty Pharmacy that I'm the most proud of is our payment assistance program. We offer this as a service for all of our patients. We try to be very sensitive to the needs that they have and the stress that they feel uh, with the enrollment process and what has led up to that, as I said earlier, disease progression or a new diagnosis. And so when a patient uh, needs payment assistance programs, we leave no stone unturned in trying to get the right solution for them. We research all the available options. This includes primarily manufactured sponsored programs, such as a copay card or a free drug program, but it also includes something called third-party nonprofit groups. And so this option is something that Kroger Specialty Pharmacy does really well through our payment assistance program. It's labor-intensive. There's a lot of companies out there that offer this type of assistance, and Kroger has a team of, of staff who track these grant companies and try to match the right patient with the right grant. Typically, access is given on a first-come, first-served basis, and when grants run out of money, it can be closed for weeks or months to new patients. So it's really important that Kroger Specialty Pharmacy gets our patients enrolled as quickly as possible. Typically, there are parameters that a patient needs to fit in order to get approval for a specific fund. Oftentimes, this includes a specific diagnosis, sometimes a specific medication, and, and almost always there are income levels um, applied where a patient cannot be above a certain level and still get assistance. When we match these patients to the funds, uh, we do the majority of the application on behalf of the patient, and we also coordinate with the physician's office. There's a lot of paperwork involved. Once the patient is approved and granted access to a set amount of money for up to a year, Kroger Specialty Pharmacy tracks the balance of that grant on a monthly basis as they fill. The money can be used to cover the patient's out-of-pocket with us, and so instead of the patient paying, we bill typically to that grant or fund directly. Our work doesn't stop though once we get a patient enrolled. We have to constantly monitor the balance of those funds to ensure that the patients don't run out of money and that treatment isn't interrupted. So we proactively reapply if there is a depletion of funds or after a grant will expire. Now, I don't have all of the numbers for 2020. I have up to the last fiscal month, but I can tell you in 
you know, that that short time, Kroger Specialty Pharmacy has secured $33.4 million in these types of grants for their patients. And we've enrolled over 5,480 patients with manufacturer-assisted programs. Each one of those numbers represents a patient who might not have gotten treatment if it wasn't for the work of Kroger Specialty Pharmacy. Um, you mentioned your sales team. I want to shift a, a focus over there a little bit because, um, you know, being the chamber, we talk with all different types of businesses about uh, navigating the COVID-19 crisis. Can you talk a little bit about what that shift was like for, for your sales team and some of the strategies you guys have used and, and, and what, how, what, what does life look like now for, for, for your team? Sure. So I will say the shift was unexpected and practically instantaneous. Um, I remember I was in the field with one of my sales reps in Detroit and got a couple of text messages from some industry counterparts saying, hey, did you hear so-and-so, a major U.S. manufacturer of pharmaceuticals, pulled back their sales team because of this COVID thing? And I got two or three text messages similar to that in the same day. Um, And in that moment, I knew this was probably going to end up affecting my sales team as well. We weren't necessarily prepared for it in terms of the fact that our job is done really in the field every day. An average day for almost everyone on my team includes a ton of windshield time and even some flight time. They're physically in these offices, eight to 10 offices a day, you know, shaking hands and looking people in the eye and having these important conversations. And almost immediately, we had to uh, change all of that. As I mentioned, physician offices have cleaning protocols and distancing protocols. Oftentimes, they can't even get the same number of patients in there a day. So that doesn't leave a lot of room for the sales team. However, our message is still incredibly important to both the patients as well as the physician and their staff. Um, So I would say that what my team has done is beautifully blend together some old school sales techniques and some new school sales techniques. Um, We are spending a lot more time in our home offices. We're picking up the phone a lot more and making phone calls where we typically would just do a drop by. Uh, We're also utilizing mail, old fashioned U.S. post office, where we're writing a lot of handwritten thank you notes or cards, just letting them know that we're thinking of them, trying to keep the relationships alive specialty pharmacy more than any other industry I've ever sold in truly is relationship-based sales. Um, So that's the old school stuff that we're doing, kind of um, going back to our roots in sales, if you will. We're also using some new school techniques that include everything from like we're doing virtual meetings, uh, a virtual lunch, we can pay to have a caterer drop off lunch. And then instead of physically being there to share in that meal with our prospects and customers, we're doing Zoom, we're doing Teams, Microsoft Teams, even some FaceTime videos. Uh, We're also doing um, basically a lot of emails And we're embedding video messages into our emails right now. That's enabling us to really still get some, you know, virtual face-to-face time. It's also helping with um, connecting to our prospects and customers. It's been very helpful because I think a lot of us are experiencing sort of death by email right now. Um, My email is busier than ever before. And sometimes it just gets to the point where after a hundred or so a day, you don't want to read any more emails. So it's nice and fresh to get a little video where you can click on it 
and almost passively get the information rather than going through and reading an, uh, an email and getting details. The other thing that Kroger Health has launched right now uh, or very recently has been a physician's portal. That's an enabling a lot of our uh, customer, physician customers, to stay in touch with our pharmacy staff in a much easier and faster way. Um, I would say that overall, this has changed the sales sales landscape for my industry and probably many industries that rely on a sales team. It has humanized salespeople in a way that really hasn't happened before. Uh, when you're doing Zoom calls, there's been a lot of mishaps. I mean, some of them end up on the news. We saw the guy that was a cat in the courtroom last week. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was my personal favorite. But, you know, we've all had those mishaps where you're talking, you're trying to be serious, and all of a sudden there's, you know, a dog barking or a cat on your keyboard or, you know, a toddler, in my case, runs past kind of half naked. Um, I think that helped our sales team because it humanizes them in a way, showing them other than a quick 10, 15 minute visit, it shows all the other facets of their life and says, hey, this isn't just a sales rep. This is a mom or a dad. It's a husband or a wife. It's uh, somebody who has a lot of the same concerns and issues that you do. And so in a way that's, it's oddly helped with some relationship building that my sales team is doing. Well, yeah, that's the most glass half full version I've heard. I, I think it's true, but it's true. And I love the way you're looking at it. Um, and I was actually thinking of this when you were talking about telehealth in general, how telehealth had been around. And But I think one of the challenges with telehealth was getting people to accept it because the concept's odd, right? Like the concept of, wait, my doctor's going to see me from my computer. Uh, that, that takes a little while. Like you said, telehealth has been around before the COVID pandemic. I, I think in the last year before that, I had done a couple of visits and it was weird the first couple of times, but now it's almost my preferred method of going to the doctor instead of waiting in a, a waiting room, if, if I can avoid it and I can still get a prescription. But the same thing is with like, with your sales team, um, before COVID, like trying to just FaceTime a client as opposed to meeting with them just is so informal or it's just not the way we did business. And I think, where things maybe have changed is that people now we've been forced to do it. People have accepted it. People have realized there are benefits to it. And I don't think it's going away. Agreed. Not only has um, telehealth and, and virtual technology expanded in use just in general, I think one statement that's true is the biggest expansion of its uses has been among an older population or a less technologically advanced population. As you said, it existed prior to COVID. However, I think its usage was primarily almost generational. And so that has had to change. And it's opened up, I think, a lot of different worlds. Our patients um, are now capable of of some technological feats that they weren't a year ago. And I'm hoping that it at least extends to benefit them in their personal lives. You know, not only are they now talking to their physician virtually, but many patients are having to talk to their grown children or grandchildren virtually. So I think overall as a society, even outside of healthcare, the usage has grown and probably will continue to do so. Erin, can you tell us what you see in store for the future of specialty pharmacy? Certainly. So I'm very excited about the future at Kroger Specialty Pharmacy. Uh, I mentioned the COVID Care Plus testing product that we have. And currently we're awaiting two 
additional EUA approvals, one for nasal swab tests to be used at home that does not require a telehealth visit, and another for a saliva test to be done at home that is a PCR test, and that also won't require telehealth visits. Those are two big expansions to the Kroger specialty or Kroger Health testing capabilities. In more general terms, though, uh, I'm very excited about the new medications that are going to be coming to market for specialty pharmacy. Drug development plays a big role in the growth of this industry. And according to pharma.org, there's more than 8,000 medications currently in development. More than 1,300 of those are for cancer, but there's also a lot of them in other traditional specialty pharmacy spaces, such as autoimmune, asthma and allergy, multiple sclerosis, cystic fibrosis, and there's other new areas that specialty pharmacy will be getting into, something like cell and gene therapy. Nearly all of the drugs in these categories are exciting and complex, um, and they have the potential to be life-changing. And what's even more exciting is that nearly all of them will be under the purview of specialty pharmacy when they come to market. So who knows what's in the future? Well, thank you so much. Thank you for that insight. And thank you for your time today. We really appreciate uh, everything that you had to say. And we appreciate Kroger. And we're, uh, especially after this conversation, we're really proud to have Kroger as uh, part of the voice of the PA chamber. So thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you. I really have enjoyed this. It's been fun. Thank you for listening to the All Business Podcast from the Pennsylvania Chamber. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. With almost 10,000 member organizations, the Pennsylvania Chamber advocates for job creation and greater prosperity across the Commonwealth. Visit our website at pachamber.org to learn more about us, our members, and how to become part of the statewide voice of business. We'll see you next time. This program is produced by the Pennsylvania Chamber in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, USA. Copyright 2021.